Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pawn Theater with Chase, Cody, and Justin. Hey, hey, hi, how's it going? (laughs) So today we got the Disney Plus movies. Disney Plus is cranking out some more films towards the end of this month. Next week there's a new Phibius and Ferb movie, but now we got the one and only Ivan and Magic Camp. One's based off a true story. The other one's got Adam Devine. So that's... <laughs> uh, yeah, so Adam Devine shooting magic out of his butt and uh, with some other people. And then one only Ivan's got Brian Cranston and some other recognizable voices and faces in there. <clears throat> and then also The Sleepover, which is this kid, teen... Something of a Goonies spy action movie that's on Netflix. Anyway, yeah, so uh, any little... Oh, you know what? No, there's one other thing I want to put out just before I start recording. So this is interesting. Black Black Widow has been listed for VOD. I don't know if you guys caught that. No, I hadn't heard that yet. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I figured they would wait to see how Mulan does before they did that. But no, instead they're like, you know what, we're, we're going to do it because nothing's getting better. I predicted this. I was like, okay, now Mulan is going straight to video. A lot of these other big films, they're going to progressively go, okay, we can't have all of these movies cramped up in the 2021 or even 2022 if it, nothing gets better by then. We don't know. So it was smart for them to kind of choose, okay, which, are, which is going to go? We need to drop some more movies down to VOD. And it seems like Black Widow is next because they list it for VOD already. I think they are. they have already... This is not... Mulan's not a test. Mulan's a first of many films are going to do this premiere access thing. So that'll be interesting to even test it out because Mulan is coming out on Disney Plus in just a couple of weeks for 30 bucks, but you keep the movie and if you uh, pre-purchase it. Or if you're someone's like, you know, I I don't even want to do that, you can wait a couple of months and it'll be on Disney Plus for free. I you know I when you think about it the movie is two hundred million dollars plus whatever uh, advertising fees go on with it I I kind of get why they went for thirty it is a steep but we'll we'll find out the movie is worth thirty but it's I mean if I want to say anything I remember paying. 30 or 40 dollars for dvd or blu-ray releases of films i think it's blu-ray releases of films but there were i paid 40 bucks for the max Payne movie you did (laughs) yes they charged 40 dollars for that because i mean the average blu-ray brand new if it isn't like because I think Disney sometimes will charge 30 but usually it's 25 unless it's like some sort of special edition that comes with some collector's item. Oh, it, it, it was a special version because they came with a, a walkthrough of uh, the Max Payne games. And I, they had also, a... They back had then, a, uh, it what? was probably... Back then, it probably was 40 bucks. Like when I think that's when Blu-ray was just starting out. 
Uh, maybe, but I, I don't remember, like, the average disc costing that much. But, I mean, $20 was too much for the Max Payne disc. I, I mean, it should be, like, in a dollar bin somewhere where you, like, have to dig through thousands of discs to find it. I'll, I'll say I actually, you know, so the, the special edition had things for ma fans of the game. Which is weird, because the, the, the movie is such disrespect to the fans of the game, but they have the developers talk about, uh, you know, commentary. So it's almost like you get the movie, you also get commentary of the game from developers as they walk through it. And then there is the X-rated cut of Max Payne that I saw. Where they basically... The movie came out in theaters in P13, but this is the R-rated version of it. Where they had a whole scene cut that was just in a strip club. Where ladies were just showing their titties and getting into this drug in the, the, the movie which makes you see gargoyles for some reason. Again, I don't know where they were coming up with all that. Has nothing hey, uh, to do with Max Payne. You still have that movie? Uh, can I borrow it? No, I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I enjoyed watching it because it's it such a bad movie. Sitting somewhere in a dollar bin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's a it's a terrible movie, and I had a lot of fun watching it. it that R-rated cut was just unnecessary. It, it's like the Batman v Superman R-rated cut, where it was like, okay. Someone says the F-bomb. That justifies us being R-rated. Here, God. there's going to be some naked ladies showing off their titties. Okay, now it's an R-rated movie. And I'm like, okay, the rest of the film doesn't really warrant that. It, it's like you just put that in there because, okay, it's, it's R-rated. We want to make it sexy, too. We want to make it erotic. Uh, I'm really sick of this Zack Snyder extended cut being shoved down my throat and it's still going to be like a year away so we still have so much more to be shoved down our throat about it well it's fine because i don't really plan to watch it anyway i'll let the nerds like jack off to it yeah but it's only a subsection of nerds it's not even like all nerds it's just all these really diehard dc boys who and girls Zack snyder's and girls yes i'm sure there are Oh yeah, you I know. DC fan people that really love Zack Snyder for some reason, even though yeah. he doesn't get Superman at all, and no, he does not like Superman. He he does not really understand. I mean, he's a visual effects artist that thinks he's an auteur of storytelling, and I'm, I'm like, D dude, no, calm down. You're just you're Michael Bay, who just doesn't really understand that you make dumb things but uh i mean yeah I mean, you think might... about it there's a lot of slow motion there's a lot of explosions in the, the zack snyder movies and also and in treatment towards women. like all the female characters in in batman v superman they were pretty much like damsels in distress or just the afterthoughts uh well i mean wonder woman kind of kicked ass but yeah well yeah i actually liked yeah. donna justice I know I'm in the minority, but I liked it. Yeah, well, I... Well, I only have one word to describe that movie. Martha! Martha! 
Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You know uh, what is also Martha? Cutie. No, I'm just... just <laughs> whatever segue that was supposed to be. But before we even talk about the movies today, we got to talk about this cuties thing because this was something that came out of nowhere. It was trending on... I mean, Twitter's hashtags, they, they're always trending half the time over stupid things. Half the time over cancel this, cancel that. Do you know that they wanted to cancel Spider-Man? Because years ago in the Spider-Man comics, he called Dr. Octopus fat. And that is insensitive to people today who are plus size or, or overweight. And I'm like, really? We're okay. going to sympathize with Dr. Octopus? <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is on. This was a. I mean, the cancel why, culture. What? Why wouldn't Disney cancel heavyweights then? I mean, it's the same thing. He, we have Ben Stiller calling young kids fat throughout the entire movie, but uh, in a made-up Spider-Man, not even a real thing. Uh, he can't call Doc Ock uh, fat. I mean, that's what's really ridiculous about this. These are a couple of comics from 19... I think 1950 or 1960. This was a long time ago. So it's uh, like in its original run. Yeah, so it's yeah, in its original the run. Early, early to mid-60s. And back then, no one was sensitive to being called anything, you know? Like, you can say anything to anybody and they want to, you know, smack you or cancel you over it. It's just the way it was. Yeah, but apparently people dug up these comps. They're like, oh my god, Spider-Man called Doc Ock and Kingpin fat? He's got to go. He's got Kingpin to go. Kingpin is a lard ass. <laughs> We've seen him. But he's all muscle. <laughs> yeah, that's something they don't take into account either, but it, I just find it funny that we people are worked up about Spider-Man. Uh, he's now Shane because of, of fat shaming supervillains who wanted to destroy the city. That's all J. Jonah Jameson's fault. Uh, yeah, it's... I, no, I'm just being silly. Cause no, no, I, 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 I... Yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I'm still just pro trying to process that whole thing. I mean, it's baffling because, one, it's a comic book that Spider-Man is a smartass that's like part of his character and two doc ock and kingpin are the villains and it's not even meant to be really that offensive it's just like spider-man like you know ribbing on the bad guys with his um his uh, jokes or you know but what he does. It's, it's not even real like there's no such thing as a spider-man <laughs> or a doc ock I mean, I don't really even think plus-size people should really get offended by that because, well, I mean, do they really want to see... Do they want want, want to identify with the bad guys, first of all? No, I, I would assume not. I assume that you don't look up to Doc Ock like, man, I want to be like him someday. No? But yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, there was so there was so many that stupid 
Well, they uh, what? they got they got their own. Uh, they did it themselves with um, Into the Spider Verse. They had the the pig. He was a little chunky. And then we also had the older Spider-Man. He had a belly, and they they showed it, and they were like, "Oh, look at this old man with the belly." Well, even so, with the, they got him yeah, back years later. Yeah. But even with the into oh yeah, that's right. Into the Spider-Verse had a, a Spider-Man with a pot belly, and then I'm telling you, uh, yeah, we, they got yeah, they got him back. Hey Parker, he's out of shape and likes to eat. I mean, he they show him eating a. A cheeseburger, and then part of his plan to infiltrate the lab is uh, we're going to go grab a bagel before we leave. So. <laughs> but but it's Doc Ock, and, and that's another thing about Doc Ock. Even the Spider-Man game that came out, the Doc Ock in that, he had a pot belly. Is Spider-Man I mean, on always, PS4? It's always been the character design. He's kind of this chubby guy. With a chili bowl haircut and a weird Eastern European accent. That's just the design of Doc Ock. I mean, it's a comic book character. It's, you know, it's just meant for entertainment. Yeah. And Alfred Molina in Spider-Man 2 wasn't like a really thin guy, but I also want to call him fat. Yeah. Today, if you call someone fat, that that is insensitive to plus... Really, if you think that is insensitive to plus size people then you thinking that is actually what's insensitive to plus size people I, I, totally come on like this a it is a common not only that spider-man didn't wrote those lines there was someone else who told him to yep, say that, that was a writer who wrote that you're taking it out on a fictional character who doesn't exist <laughs> so what we are going to be talking about today is uh we're going to start with speaking of uh it, you know why are you mad at cuties when there are kids doing spy work? Shouldn't we be worried about that? <laughs> Save the children in child the sleepover. Yeah, child endangerment. I mean, come on. Where's the hashtag for that? Oh, wait. No, it's not trending. But what we can tell you is we got a, a couple of uh, kids, uh, or at least uh, one of them, inviting a friend over to play video games and, and yeah that's another movie that's against video games like we had the dad going what are you two are doing playing the video games i'm like okay, what are we talking on. about here chase uh the sleepover there we, there we go okay the sleepover on netflix well yeah i was I, but but i was also talking about the the you know the uh two fearless who the, yeah who are the actors no not fearless <laughs> i was talking about the two the two little kid actors. Who are their uh, for the sleepover? The two like male kid actors. I've never seen either one of them before, so I don't know. Yeah, nor have I. Um, yeah, well, you can look them up though. Well, anyway, you have basically the kid who likes video games, which is apparently a bad thing. Then you got his best friend, and then Max got, uh, Maxwell Simpkins Ma playing Maxwell Kevin. Simpkins. Yeah, and Lucas J playing Lewis. So. Those two friends, and then you got you got the two girls and the two guys, or the two kids, and Clancy have, and Mim. Yeah, they have a whole uh, sleep. Uh, yeah, Clancy Finch and Sadie, and they have a whole sleepover together. Oh yeah, Cree Chinquinto. I'm doing a break. I'm doing a beat bops. 
Cody's like, what are you doing? Cody's just got a normal face at me. Like, what? what is this about? No, uh, <laughs> Creed, I, I can't, Creed Sin, Sinchito. No, no, it's C, yeah, it's Cinchinko, Chino, Cicino. Okay. Well, yeah, Creed Cicino. She was at uh, the the Game Shakers. Uh, she was at M- Mr. Ig- Iggy, uh, Mr. Iglesias. Yeah, that guy. Uh, but fluffy. You know, they're, yeah, they're the two best friends. So yeah, two two male best friends, two gr- uh, female best friends, and they're having a sleepover. Fortunately, one night, uh, the mom gets kidnapped or gets uh, whisked away into this whole thing of. Hey, you're gonna work for us now to pull up this big heist to save people or to save uh, some people from pending doom or some bad thing that's about to happen. So, Margaret agrees and she disappears. The kids are like, "Where's where's our parents?" So, they find little clues bit by bit to follow them into this little heist that's going on, and it's pretty much the Goonies just with spy in it. I mean, you got the kids trying to solve a mystery. You got the adults and the parents. They got their own thing. Now, I'm going to say that uh, The Goonies, I like that movie. I'm maybe, it's not, I'm not obsessed with it. It's not like one of my favorite movies of all time or anything. But just as like a cheesy, fun family movie, I enjoy it. This is uh, one of those many. Or what? It's a classic. The Goonies yeah. is a classic movie. Yeah, I liked it. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. It is. Yeah. I don't think everyone considers it a classic, but I think... No, uh, I, I don't. I think millennials and maybe some of the youngest Gen Xers do, but I don't think anyone else does. But, yeah, yeah it's a it's memorable fun. 80s Amblin film-esque Yeah. Film. This here mm-hmm. is one of those knockoffs <laughs> that you're like, no, you're not the Goonies. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there are parts of it I'm like, okay, that's kind of... I, I think the whole thing about it, having a little spy uh, version of it, them, the kids just trying to be their own detectives and discover all these gadgets and how they play around with them. But for the most part, just... Everybody's trying really too hard to make just to get a laugh out of you. I think the biggest, uh, the the, the biggest uh, guilty guilty person of that is actually the dad in the movie, Ron, played by Ken uh, Marino. Marino, yeah, yeah. Once uh. <laughs> once he gets <laughs> once he gets kidnapped, he's just trying to be the uh, the comedy routine with just throwing so much ad-libbing that he gets Cody you don't like Ken flat. Marino or are you just didn't I like him liked him movie? at the beginning that's the thing is it, well besides him talking crud about video games I thought he was alright no did uh, you enjoy his uh, karaoke of the 90s classic where have all the cowboys gone <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but uh, also, I like Ken Marino well, I think he's a, he's funny in, in other things that I've seen, not necessarily in this one. Well, in the very beginning, I liked him because he he is that fish out of the water where we can all relate to. Like, if say your girlfriends were spies, uh, Cody and Justin, I bet 
both of you are going to be like, well, why didn't you tell me this? What the heck? I, I could relate to that. But then he just starts going into this, his goofy antics, his slapstick, his uh, uh, wackiness. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of annoyed by this guy. He's, uh, he's just there to try to be the most hilarious thing in the room. And he's failing more often than succeeding. Uh, and the same could be said to one of the main kids. Uh, what what's his name? Played by uh, the dancer. About the sun. Yes, the sun. The dancer. The, oh, yeah, the dancer. I, I mean, Kevin. He's, yeah, Kevin. He's basically here. I'm gonna be one of those. Uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna offend those those people there. I'm gonna be those uh, plus size kids, you know, like uh, uh, <laughs> like. Uh, Don't say what's, it. What's that guy from Stranger Things? Who with the curly hair? Oh, Dustin. Dustin, yeah. Wolfhard. Oh, Dustin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be I like. I don't know his real name. I just know his character's name. Yeah, I'm going to be like Dustin, or I'm going to be like some of these other kids in, in, in a similar fashion to all this. But, you know, he just goes around just acting weird, and making references to video games. Oh my gosh, this car was from Forza Horizon. I'm like, okay. That, he, well, he, he does also doing. try to claim that his grandpa gave inspiration to the plot of The Martian. <laughs> that one I did like. That was kind of... <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of these characters just spend the rest of the time uh, just a acting goofy without a point to it. And I think that's the, the whole thing with comedy is that when you have a point to it, that's where I can find it funny, or at least I can at least relate to it. I'd be like, okay, I see where they're coming from. But when you're just going... And I'm like, okay, just calm down. And they aren't screaming, per se, but a lot of the times, the jokes in this, they're they're kind of uh, telegraphed a bit. Yeah, this is not meant to be a comedy. This is meant to be a family fun film. Uh, well, that's, it, okay. it's, it's the only fun. part that I laughed at. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not fun. It's not family. <laughs> Uh, the only part that I laughed out loud was when Ken Marino threw up on the, uh, on the queen or whatever. That was hilarious. That's where I'm but, kind of like, is it family friendly? Because when he vomit, that seems very PD-13 or R, because it was kind of graphic the way he what? vomited. It was all over the place. It was, uh... It's definitely not an R thing. <laughs> well, well, I mean, but you see where kids' movies, where they talk about vomiting, and they... They have it in a way where, okay, maybe you kind of see a little bit of it or it's off to the side or anything. No, he poured his vomit like a fountain. And it's just <laughs> disgusting to, 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 to watch. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, like, when I saw him vomit, I'm like, you don't need to be here. I don't mean just in this room. Like, you don't need to be on this adventure with all these everywhere everywhere else because all you're there to just be a, a buffoon and get in everybody's way because i'm trying to think how helpful was he in this whole thing except for by accident at a particular scene but for the most part i kind of look at him like he, 
why are you here? I mean, yeah, you're here because you want to get some cl uh, clarity with your wife who lied to you all this time. And I think maybe that's a re But I mean, being on this mission to go on the all these action scenes, I mean, there's nothing helpful he does. He's just, oh, I'm here. I'm here. Whoa, I tripped. And I'm like, okay, d d settle your butt down. <laughs> the, the other characters I'll say that I thought were all right. And that's actually Sadie and uh, Cree. I thought they were kind of cute together. You know, the two main girls. It's not like it's a great or anything amazing. But I, I like their friendship. Cody's like, you serious? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just this movie is so paper thin and it forgettable. Is. No, like, it is. I just, I was just like checked out for most of the movie because I'm like, I don't care what's going on. And yes, I would say Ken Marino is the most annoying person in the movie. Uh, I mean, there's another character that feels like forced humor, the witness, the mar the U.S. Marshal guy, who seems more like a school principal than a U.S. Marshal. He was like... Yeah, I, I think he's funny in other stuff, too. Yeah, Eric, Eric Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's funny in other stuff, too. But everybody else is just playing a caricature of what the script says they have to be there's not like anything interesting or funny or entertaining going on it's just okay let's put these kids in a scenario where their mom is a super thief or spy and we have to go help them i mean we've seen it before and yeah this did not do anything interesting or new with the material and i don't know who I guess this is supposed to be targeted towards families, but I don't know if anyone is going to enjoy this. I, you know what, I, I could see kids who are just looking for basic entertainment or teens. They, they might get a kick out of this. I mean, it's not even that long of a movie. Uh, I, the whole time I was watching it, I was just going through the motions. And I wasn't, I wasn't, ticked off by it i was only ticked off by pretty much one character in the film because of how much he got on my nerves uh, or actually no two characters sorry the, the little boy too but uh the other <laughs> thing was i noticed something and i don't mean to be like a big diversity police but the only character the only black character in this entire thing is one of the villains what you're like the lady see? yeah i was like the girl yeah yeah. I was like, all um, right, okay, well, all right. There we go. Yeah, this movie actually reminded me a little bit more of Jumanji, where uh, they get sucked into this life, and then all of a sudden they have superpowers. <laughs> because they all... Why didn't they just go to the cops? I mean, why they did go. they try to, to decide... Why did they take this on themselves? They have zero uh, training for this at all. Uh, I don't even think they can drive, right? And they're driving. Because um, oh, don't they yeah. call an Uber and the Uber guy's like, I don't think I should be driving you guys. Yeah, it's it's so dumb. It's like you guys are, there's no way you would be able to save your mom and your dad in this situation because they are kidnapping, they got kidnapped by highly trained individuals. What do you think you four kids are going to be able to do except one of them is really good at playing the cello? Yeah, and one of them thinks he's a really good dancer. Um, 
yeah, this movie was... And, and the mom, she's such a freaking liar. She lied to the dad, she lied to her kids, and then we find out, you know, at the very end of the movie, she also has some other things she's been hiding, and she tells her daughter, and it's like, you're, you're just a lying liar. Yeah, she is. She's like, a bad mom. Yeah, I mean, okay, you do, maybe you're doing this because you want to protect the kids, but there comes a point where I'm like, this would have been so much easier had you just sat them down and like, l- l- listen, this is what I used to do. and every- I'm sure they would have understand. I, I mean, they would have to. Uh, although, considering how much of a, a dummy the-, the dad is, I would be like, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe it wouldn't work out that way. But Yeah, she probably did tell him one day. He just didn't remember because he's a dum-dum. Because he's so oblivious to everything except for baking. <laughs> yeah. Those cupcakes look good though. <laughs> Best thing in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Sleepover. Uh let's I'm I'll start the rating. I'm gonna give it a low or a high avoid. <laughs> like uh you can uh, you don't have to avoid it, but you should. I concur. I concur with that rating. High avoid. It's not the worst abysmal thing on Netflix, but really, you're just wasting your time if you decide to watch it. I I'm gonna be a little nicer and say low decent, or at least lower mid decent, because there were parts of it I I was like, okay, there was uh there was a couple of scenes that I watched and I was entertain in some parts but as a whole i was like yeah i'm not gonna remember this by this this is something where you watched everything on netflix and this is just so happens to pull up uh all right i would watch it but not with enthusiasm like pull up your nintendo switch and play spirit fair which is a great game i can't wait to review it more but yeah, I was. I would half the time I was playing Spirit Fair and not paying attention to the movie. But when I was, and I looked back up, I was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool." Uh, Spirit <laughs> uh, Spirit Fair is this uh, game where you're basically uh, taking care of spirits who died and trying to give them a good afterlife before they disappear uh, for Aww. good. Yes, it is a super sweet game, and it, and it and it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit. But it's it's like a really great. Uh, 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 Studio Ghibli type of game, and I mean, I'm oh. I enjoy I I post about it on Instagram and like, you know, you the message of this game is that you deserve a good life. I think it's very me. I mean, th- this game is I'll short recommendation of Spirit Fair, which is on PS4, or Switch, or PC. I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of that. And it's so peaceful, just like uh, Animal Crossing. But anyway, back to this. Yeah, just regular decent. All right. Anyway. That leads us to the two Disney Plus movies, which the big one of the week was actually or the one and only Ivan, because this was trending on in or Twitter. Do you guys know of the real story this is based on? Because I don't remember this real story. I did not until the end of the movie, and I'm like, oh, this is actually, this is real? This actually happened? It's hard to believe because the first thing you notice at the very beginning of the movie is how all the animals are talking, how all the animals are CG. 
and that does throw you off a lot when it's saying based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, so did they talk? <laughs> Probably not I mean, in real life. Yeah, exactly. So that's super strange. Because they, they could have made a straightforward movie using real animals. Yep. Uh, and it could have been a really sweet overall movie. Not that this wasn't sweet, but, you know, it didn't have to be so uh, animated and CGI and kid, you know, friendly. Yeah, at the very beginning of the film, it was also not on my good side because it was giving me flashbacks to uh, Doolittle. The fact that every animal had to be a wisecracker. Uh, like, uh, it, when it was talking about every animal's performance, every animal talked and they had their own jokes to crack. Uh, like the the uh, what was it the little the little chicken had to be a sassy black mama uh, stereotype and then uh, the uh, I, I think it was a sea lion no it wasn't a sea lion but it was uh, uh, it was a sea lion yeah it was a sea lion okay <laughs> there was a sea lion that was like yo I got this I got this or just saying something wacky and goofy just to make the kids laugh and i'm like okay stop this please stop don't do don't make this be the whole movie thankfully it isn't and that's where we get to ivan who shaka uh, khan played that character of yeah, the shaka khan, legendary singer shaka khan plays the of chicken, the chicken, the baseball chicken. who yeah. crossed the road who one part in the movie says why does a chicken cross the road to get to the other side. And I I oh, really yeah. just like holy frickin' are you kidding me? There's some jokes in here that made me groan to death. <laughs> but when we get to right down to what this is about, you got Ivan the uh, gorilla, who was the biggest show on the, in the uh, whole circus out of all the performance cuz he's a big loud angry gorilla. Voiced by Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. And uh, Sam Rockwell is joined by a best friend dog who is Danny DeVito. And the whole thing is, well, you're the best uh, ape out there until there is a new cute animal that's stealing your thunder, of course. And that's when they got those baby elephants as the new show or new... uh, yeah, Brooklyn Prince uh, is the voice the of that baby, one. She's she, yeah. she's a real up and coming uh, actress now. She was in uh, the Florida Project. Did you guys oh, check wow. out that? Is that one? who that was? It was the daughter from the Florida Project. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. She's wow. uh, man. She's killing it. She's also in the movie called The Turning. Um, but yeah, she really killed it in the Florida Project. I have anyway. Yet so to that's see the that. baby elephant. Great. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, she plays voices the baby elephant who steals his thunder. He's like, "Ah, oh, come on! I was supposed to be the big shot. All right, crap. Okay, I would kill you, but you're too cute." <laughs> well, also Stella, voiced by Angelina Jolie, is looking after the elephant. Yeah, because you got you got the the old uh, mama elephant along with the baby elephant. And the whole thing is him trying to come to terms of just getting along with the other animals. But that might not be the only thing, because, well, what if this is not the life that he wanted all along? 
that is something we find as the story develops. So of course, this is based on the real story. So if you know the real story, then I, I guess you would know how it ends. You know what? What I really did enjoy about this is Sam Rockwell and Danny DeVito when those two are together. And I think there's some genuine drama you could put. At the very beginning, I was totally against the animals talking. But when you had those two together, I'm like, you can make this work. And with the humans, I mean, there's also the human characters. One of the main ones being Brian Cranston as the head of the circus. The ringleader. Yeah, the ringleader. There's some other actors in here, too, that you'll see later on who are working with them or from something else. Uh, and they're okay. I like Brian Cranston. He's a great actor. Uh, but I kind of wanted the film, and I'm not against the film having humor. If the humor works, then definitely do it. But what I thought was most effective about this movie is when you just put those animals together and just have them just talk about uh, each other, like, what what is something that we really want? What makes us happy? Uh, that's uh, something that gets brought up throughout the film. And it's an interesting little topic to have. Especially being... I mean, the other thing that this movie brings up is... Do animals really feel happy doing this? I mean, we hear it all the time about animals being locked behind their will. Is, is, are having zoo pets a good thing? Does that help them? And you even hear things about SeaWorld and how there would be whales that would hurt or even kill just their own trainers because they don't want to be in here anymore. They want to be back on the sea. Uh, I think that is great. But, as I said, from the beginning of this movie, you have all the, those wacky hijinks that are aimed at little kids that, to me, undermines some very deep things going on in this movie. Besides some of the, some of the relationships feeling like they were rushed, there was supposed to be a very emotional scene in this. And it was ruined for me by the fact of, A, I didn't get enough time with this character, and B, it made it extra corny that just spontaneously it started to rain, like as if the sky was crying because of this character dying. And I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Uh... But I I also think that film uses that to show that time has passed, and I yeah. think that's what they are also trying to do. Yeah, but I mean, I I would I would have enjoyed liked it more if it was just quiet and it was just you you seeing that person's no longer there and going like, oh, crud, what do I do? But I mean, hey, you want know we have to make it. We're happy for the kids, so that's why we got this and also the kid antics. And I think that really pulls down this movie for me. I wanted to really love it. Instead, it was something where I admire some things that are going for it, but I don't know. At the end of it, I was feeling a little bit underwhelmed. Cody, do you have anything to say? 
yeah, um, there's some really, really good and sweet moments in this movie. I mean, the stuff between Ivan, Sam Rockwell, and the dog Danny DeVito, and the little baby elephant Ruby, all that stuff is really strong, really good. Even the, um, the human daughter, uh, who's uh, the daughter of a guy that works for Brian Cranston, who does like the lighting and helps take care of the animals, like her relationship with all the animals is really good, too. Uh, I also like Julia. that they don't villainize Brian Cranston. Like he's, yeah. he's deep deep down, he's a good guy and he cares about these animals. But you know, maybe he's exploiting them a little bit and taking advantage of them. But it, he's not doing it to be a villain or purposefully. He just, you know, he wants to make money and he loves being with these animals. But yeah, well, he's also had I, Ivan for all of Ivan's life, pretty much. So yeah. they grew up together. So, I mean, the story of this real story is really inspirational and a great story. And I think, yeah, it does get bogged down by the hijinks and kind of lowbrow humor they throw in here to kind of make kids laugh. Like, this would have worked without the voice acting if they just did animals. Or they yeah. could have done it as an animated movie, and it would have made a little more sense. Um, I kind of got a kick out of the rabbit, but it's just because it's the guy that voices King Shark on the Harley Quinn animated yeah, series. Yeah, Ron Funches, so he's I hilarious. Enjoyed his uh, delivery, but yeah, this kind of goes from like a high decent low good where it could have been like a really strong movie if they had just taken out the silly humor that they throw in here yeah justin do you have anything to say yeah so the the story is is that he can paint you know he remembers that he's a you know paint he can paint when he was a kid he was always playing around in the mud um and uh what's crazy is that people actually wanted him to get out of this zoo because which is at a mall in seattle uh because he can draw but it's like why are all animals why shouldn't you be doing this for all animals if you don't like them being enclosed just because one seems more human than the other i just thought that was interesting but uh yeah I, this movie did feel, it fell a little flat for me as well i um it might have been because of the voice, but it did, the voice acting was great. Um, just, yeah, between the two uh, being reality and, and voicing and, of, you know, talking animals really took it out. Because it's like, this isn't like Babe Pig in the City, you know. This is like a, a true story, and so follow that true story. Because um, it's, yeah, it's really touching and heartfelt. Um, but, uh, yeah. Brian Cranston, I I do think was really good in this movie, but it's just because he's a good actor. They could have gotten anybody else for this role. Um, but uh, yeah, I really wanted to like it a lot, but I'd I'd have to give it a, a high decent, I guess. Yeah, I would have to just give. Yeah, I would give it a high de- Out of all three of the movies, it's probably the one I enjoyed the most, but it was still, it was still disappointing to me i mean pretty much for that reason though i don't really think that you have to get rid of the uh you know the voice acting for the animals in order to make the story effective i just think you'd have to stop with this whole thing of just trying to 
play on their uh, animal instincts as part of their personality or part of the jokes that they make. Because that, that, I mean, that's been old since the Dr. Doolittle movies with Eddie Murphy. And they still try to push this humor every time they got talking animals. Well, that doesn't have any point to it. I mean, again, exceptions like Zootopia and other movie. I'm talking about live-action movies with talking animated animals. And I, I wish they this was a little bit smarter than it ends up being. And by the end, I was like, man, this could have been great. I was kind of sad. In fact, if I, anything, I was crying. I was crying because I wanted to really love this. I wanted this movie to be as amazing as it could have been. Instead, it, it felt like it's got to be a film for the kids. And I'm like, okay, you, you did it, but... I yeah, I kind of wanted more, so I'd give it a I give it a high decent. There were some great things about it. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a missed opportunity to be a really good movie, but it is the best of the three we're talking about. And if it's something you put on with your family, it, it's fine. You won't you won't regret watching it, but you no. might regret like what they could have done with this material because there is a really great story in here. And it kind of gets lost in the shuffle with how they present it. Yeah. And if this is a true story and he that girl did paint the the mural or whatever, that's fantastic. Like, what a talent. Because not even humans can do that. So that brings us to our last film, Magic. Uh, was it Magic School? Magic, Magic Bus? Magic, Magic uh, Joyride? Yeah. <laughs> Magic Camp. Ooh. You guys thought this was the worst movie of the week? No, Sleepover is definitely the worst of the three. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this Actually, I think this yeah, is the worst I agree. of the three. I, I I don't know. I there was a couple of things I did like about the Sleepover with, with this. Uh well, yeah, I I've mentioned before I'm not a big fan of Adam Devine and I'm based off of two two of his uh actually not just two of his Netflix movies, also him and uh and uh, the Pitch Perfect films. Like, the, the whole thing about Adam Devine is he's trying way too hard to be Jack Black. Like, it, it's, totally. It's like he, I thought this was School of Rock when it first started. I was like, oh, this is just School of Rock. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of is, but with Matt. It was, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. not pretending to be someone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before we even get to him in this, you do have... Uh, a main character that this central centers through that isn't uh, Adam Devine. His actually his name, and put up uh, Magic Camp. Uh, he, well, first he's a uh, a little boy or a uh, teenager who's got the ability to manipulate cards. So he's got this deck of cards and he can manipulate like whatever goes in different hands. So he's doing all these different tricks uh, with these cards. And, uh, you know, doing a lot of cool things with it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's basically he's got he's got some uh, neat card tricks up his sleeve or just down his sleeve in his pants, whatever. He is. <laughs> I don't I don't know where you went with that. But anyway, the, Cody's trying to process all that. Uh, no. <laughs> and the kid who uh, the kid is uh, Theo, played by Nathaniel Logan. 
Uh, cannot pronounce that last name Mac. right. <laughs> but McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre. Uh, but Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel Leo playing uh, Theo Moses. So he really wants to be a magician. And in respect to his father who passed away, uh, he gave his cards to him uh, as like, hey, you know what? You guys love playing magic, but the mom is like, I don't get what this magic crap is. I don't care. Get it. Put it up in upstairs where I don't have to deal with it. I can watch my soap opera or something like that. Well, now he's given an opportunity to basically try out his skills as a magician in a school full of magicians. Not at all related to Harry Potter. No, they don't have wands. It's the different kind They're of They're wizards, magic. not magicians. Yeah. This is the other... Th- but, I mean, hey, magic is magic. And the school is led by Jeffrey uh, T- Tambor as Roy... Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. 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 I'm trying to look and see if I've... Have I seen him in a movie before? Maybe I haven't. Well, Surely you well, have. He was Arrested in the Development. Guillermo del Toro Hellboys. He's the patriarch in uh, Arrested Development. He was on that Amazon <laughs> series. Transparent. Transparent. Okay. He's, been in He's in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, well, maybe I He's just He's the mayor of Whoville. Yeah, because I, yeah, I looked at him like, you look familiar, but I, I guess for some reason I just didn't remember. I, I don't know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of actors and actresses in Hollywood. Uh, so... But, yeah, so you got Theo joining this school, but the only thing is he's shy because, you know, he misses his dad, all, all that uh, BS we've seen before in movies. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I mean, how many movies are we going to watch where the main character is like, man, I really want to do this, but, man, I miss my mom or I miss my dad. Man. They died, and I, I just don't feel like doing that. We've it's seen a it Disney as... movie. You know that. So every main character has to have a missing parent of some sort. But we don't even see it. I mean, and I'm not saying, like, I want to see the dad die, but it's like, uh, it just seems, it, it seems like just an easy way to get some emotional... Uh, element out of the, the character is just saying, oh, your your parents died and you don't want to do this because you miss your dad and you miss your mom. I've seen it way too much in movies. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, your dad's gone. I it, gotta gotta move forward. Gotta stop this. But uh, I'm not saying that's easy to do, but when I, when I don't have that development with the family or that deep of a development, it's hard to just really feel for that. Uh, you know, I, I mean, there's not a lot of character development going on in this movie anyway. And I'll get to that because uh, Adam Devine uh, plays this taxi or Uber, Uber driver uh, who is uh, out of the game. But Roy comes in and says, hey, you know what? Why don't you teach these misfits to being the best magicians they could be? And there's some conviction he decides to join and also in competition of uh his uh former partner christina darkwood played by jillian uh jacobs gillian jacobs so it's it's that competition between those two rival teams who's going to be the best uh the big 
magic talent show, who gets the magic wand or whatever, who gets the magic cat, who gets the magic bunny, who gets the magic uh, dollhouse or whatever. Uh, <laughs> who gets who gets the magic car insurance? Who gets the magic uh, house bills? Who gets the uh, well, the golden yeah, wand. the golden one? Okay, <laughs> yeah, that that's what it is. Uh, oh, that's what you were searching for? I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, he's, the golden he's, wand. He's pulling the top hat award and the golden wand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, <laughs> he got all these other side awards out of his butt. It's like, <laughs> here's the golden uh, stimulus check. Here's the golden Bluetooth headset. Here's the golden iPad. Here's the golden uh, toilet. Here's <laughs> okay. That would be so, if something if they did a magic trick to put a toilet out of a hat. Okay, but. Hey, hey, you get it, where Adam Devine is the like... The hat is the toilet. Well, you know what? It's magic. <laughs> uh, and we get that thing where Adam Devine is like, uh, oh, I, I don't like you kids, and uh, you know, you're not as cool as me. And you have those montage of the kids not getting ev everything, and you're like, okay, well, what, what can we do? And, and eventually, things get better. They, I don't know, they... they do things together enough to where they love each other and you you even get the the last act of the movie it's th this is uh, so many movies you've seen it's tons of this is like work we just saw a, a movie like this last week <coughs> yeah 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 i mean it's you know it's any pick any kind of sports movie or inspirational movie where you bring this washed up, used up person who once was great in their field and now they have to teach a ragtag group of misfits it, who aren't really good it, at what they do, but they'll secretly find their hidden talents in the end. You guys, this is School of Rock. <laughs> this is School of Rock. This is exactly that. But, you know, I think this movie would work fine if you like take out the whole adam divine character and the little uh, rivalry he has against jillian jacobs if you like take both of them out of this movie i think the movie still works without them like they're not even needed well i think with them yeah adam De adam divine is just showing why i'm not really into him as an actor because he again he really thinks he is uh, a Jack Black. Like, he's having those Jack Black mannerisms and trying to have that sort of comedic banter, it's, except that you're like... It, it's it's like you just see a famous uh, musician, and then you get someone who is inspired by them, and they start... Before they start singing, they're like, oh, and by the way, this artist was my favorite artist what uh out of all of all time and i i looked up to this person okay start singing hello my name is bob this is my song and they're like oh god okay okay never mind oh, never mind you're good that's what adam divine feels like in this movie i i was like dude just stop okay jack black he is jack black and you're you can't be him it, stop <laughs> 
You're you're trying to be a mean spirited Jack Black and it's not working out, and, and it never did. There wasn't a part where I laughed at what Adam Devine uh, was doing. He instead I just kind of put my head down, like, okay, I I know you're trying, but just just stop. Uh, but if you take those two out, this movie would still be freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be a great movie without him. I'm just saying the movie would have gone along without, without him. Like, well, it could... here's here's this whole thing about this whole ma this magic camp. This, I mean, you have to ask the question. Okay, you win the the golden. What's the whole purpose of the this magic camp out afterwards? Like after. The, this magic school like you look, think of school of rock you think of okay musicians uh you know they want to be talented artists out there and or, or some other case and, and yeah there is there are people in profession uh, or professional uh, magicians they go to shows i mean yeah that is a job title you could have but the way it goes about this it it pretty much seems like magicians are are the equivalent to Hogwarts. Because uh, I think, I look at the Academy, I'm like, okay, this is like s someone trying to be School of Rock, but also Harry Potter at the same time. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, what if we need a we need a decent kids movie, but what, what, what do people like? Uh, Okay, they already did. Rock. We need to do something with kids. What have we not done? Okay, if you yeah, say Harry we Potter's need to do popular people yeah. like Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's get that guy from the Pitch Perfect movies, and we can like make our own School of Rock, but with mad. That's what's getting to me is that you could have made this relatable to people who do magic for their jobs, but instead. You're trying to fantasize in it. I like. It's better if you don't. If you're not gonna go all the way with it, which they don't. And the other thing is, they do this thing where, okay, we don't know what to do with this character, so let's just make up their magic trick. So there's this nerdy kid who, his he's really good at memorizing numbers, and they're like, well. That's magic, and I'm like, oh, you gotta be freaking <laughs> someone who is very skilled with math. It's the magic. They they've got their own magic power. I'm like, no, stop that. No, that's like that's pulling magic out of your literally pulling magic out of your butt just to give a character some meaning, uh, some meaningful. And there's a character later in this where they do the same thing. And then you got the bullies. They bully the main characters with magic. Like there's this guy who's like, "Hey Theo, you're yeah, not so great I, at magic. Here's a when, magic trick." When this kid is like 30 years behind the times of school bully, like that's like what a bully character would have been like in an 80s movie of this. Well, I just. I just find it dumbfounding that he bullies someone with magic. Like, isn't just a straightforward bully just beating the well, crud out of him or putting him in his locker? No, it's like, oh, you think you're good at was, magic, huh? Well, 
look at this card trick. How about this? Well, card yeah, that's trick? that's like what happened in Work It last week, where they had the dance off to see who was better, and yeah. uh, th- this is <laughs> this is that. Well, that kid has some serious skills, though, with cards. Oh yeah, totally. Well, but, that was pretty impressive. But but it would make sense. I I think it makes more sense for a bully dancer than a bully magician, at least to me, because I, I just don't. <laughs> well, really you're see at a magic camp. <laughs> so you're saying in the hierarchy, it's still cool to be a dancer, but come on, you're you're doing magic. You can't be a bully. Yeah, it's it, well. I I mean the way they go about it, it just. It just feel you look at the you look at the bully in this movie like okay you you should have better things to do in your life than to look look down at someone over cards. No, nope, he doesn't. Yeah. So and, and all these characters, they're all types. I mean, when you look at all of them, I don't really get attached to any of them, and I don't really like them. <laughs> like they they're so mu- into their stereotypes that it it is kind of a uh, it, it is kind of like uh, okay you gotta stop with this uh cole sand the, the guy who is the numbers freak he there there are parts where they go to uh he that's that when they do the magic show his whole presentation is just one long math equation and there's not even a, a part where the 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 uh three uh uh judges are like okay hey give more time for the other people let's wrap this up because he goes on with that math equation and see and then there's this thing with the 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 love interest with the opposing team and our main character theo I don't know. I I found this movie uh, a little bit irritating. She was also really good. Like, I I was th- this was just so on its stereotype. Sometimes to a comedic way, but for the most part, I was just kind of bothered by how much I knew how everything was going to play out, and just how bored the script feels in playing out these types in the and the reason why is because you also have such a diverse cast of people like you look there are plenty of uh or you know there are plenty of black brown asian latina and i'm like okay you bring in just this diverse cast of people for such a uh a tired script and it's just a little sad, especially that with all these characters, I just, I don't find any of them likable. I mean, the most I enjoy of is just Jeffrey Tambor, but I, I mean, even them, he's, he's kind of forgettable. So yeah, I, I kind of like this less than the sleepover because with the sleepover, there were parts of it where I was like, okay, that, that is so crazy what they're doing. And I did like the two main girls together. I didn't like anyone here. Even with Theo, I was like, Theo, you need to, you need to get over uh, your, your things about your dad. Because I, I want to be that person like, oh, you're, you're poor dad. But I'm like, no, screw him. 
What are you? <laughs> yeah, there's eight writers attached to this screenplay, so that's never a good sign. No, that is they're not. They're credited, right? They're all credited. They're all credited. So that means there's like eight or ten more other writers that worked on this. So, yeah, that will tell you something. Um, yeah, I mean, besides the uh, the uh, tricks um, and some of those stage presents uh, there at the end, you know, I do enjoy Adam Devine. I don't think he, like, killed it in this or anything, but... Uh, yeah, um, I I enjoyed it more than the sleepover, so I will give it a low decent. Yeah, I liked it more than the sleepover too because even though it's by the numbers and predictable, it's a little more. It's not as thinly written. It's not good. It's just I'm gonna say it's just decent. It's fine. It's not atrocious. It's not horrible, but. It's not anything worth anyone's time, but it's not terrible. So decent. I have to disagree. I think it is thinly written. I, I, I was there. There was a part where they could have just bonded together in, in a camp, and they even they even screwed that up when they're trying to get all these two characters together. Like everybody asks like asks like their own uh, sitcom persona. I mean, there's some other characters we didn't mention. There's the one like, oh, I just hate all of you. I'm like, okay, why? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just do. And then there's this other character who, she freaks out over cute things, cute bunnies and everything. I'm like, okay, that's the cute, the cute girl uh, type. I'm like, all right. And, and when they even yeah. go, because they take so long with that last act. Uh, where you know everything, how everything's gonna end. I I was I, I was like feeling the time and I was falling asleep because uh, the <laughs> magic tricks they're actually some of them are exciting and some of them are quite yeah. dull. I mean, wh with Theo and the way he m manipulates the, his cards around, I was like, okay, that's really cool what he does. But then there are some magic tricks. I'm like, okay, why is this a magic trick? This Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, I was uh, I, I give it a very extremely I give it an extremely low decent because there were some unintentionally funny things. But yeah, I'm gonna disagree. I I thought this was bad. I did not enjoy this movie. Anyway. I don't think either one of us enjoyed it. We just didn't hate it. We yeah. thought it was yeah. just okay. I, it's okay. I've I've seen and I, worse and I didn't hate the sleepover, I just not a good movie. Well, I, I've I've seen worse than Magic Camp, but I thought it was blow okay, because I was like no, nah, there's nothing about this that I was thinking I worth just didn't yeah. find anyone aggressively as annoying as the dad in sleepover and like those jokes didn't work at all for me not that i laughed at anything in magic camp but i thought yeah it's fine it's it's eh. well i was uh, uh adam divine i was kind of like mean, that we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're nitpicking at two movies that aren't worth anyone's time yeah don't see any don't see any of these <laughs> No, this movie's worse. No, this movie's worse. In two weeks, we're gonna forget about both of these movies. <laughs> yep. Anyway, recommendation out of the three is the one and only Ivan. 
if yeah, you, if you want. I, I yeah. think that one would be fine. I, I I think it's not as good as it could have been, but if you're gonna watch one of these three, that would be the one to watch. All right. Well, that is what we have on the show today. And again, uh, you know, people are looking for that Bill and Ted three next week to the point where one of my friends is like. I have to see it on the big screen. I have to get a group party to see it in theaters. So this is going to be the isn't movie to get also, uh, over. Isn't it also the New Mutants? Yeah, the, they are dumping New Mutants out next Friday too into theaters. Dumping. They, wait, what? They are? Gosh, that movie's that yeah, movie's been through so much, and now you're calling it into theaters. I never heard but, about I mean, that. Who's gonna go see it? I'm not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will watch it on Hulu or Disney Plus whenever they decide to do that. But they'll probably take however many years it took to get it released into theaters to release it online. No, they won't. I mean, once they release it to theaters, they're gonna they're gonna drop it to VOD soon. I, they're not gonna do that. I mean, yeah, I I don't think I'm gonna be seeing that or un- unhinged. I don't think either of those movies are risking Corona over. No movies risking no, Corona over. No, so no, no, not even I'm Tenet. I'm sorry, so. I'll be missing anything released in theaters till it's safe to go back. Yeah, so until then, we got Bill and Ted 3, which is also available to watch at home, despite people <laughs> wanting to see it on the big screen. Uh, <laughs> I know. Phil, no, I, I almost said Phil and Ted. No, Phibius <laughs> and Firm, Candence Against the Universe. That's a long name, but that is the next Phibius and Fur movie on Disney Plus. And then John was trying to contact aliens on Netflix. Whatever that was. <laughs> That's a long name, too. But uh, that, no, that last one, that movie just came out. So the other two, they'll be released next week in this one. Uh, and again, I'm going to be working all morning. John, was, John was trying to contact aliens is a short... Yeah, it's a short. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that is it's only sixteen minutes. Yeah, that's what we got uh, for next time. But until then, uh, thank you so much for coming and listening. Where can we find you, uh, Cody? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Cody's Film Page. You can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at FilmNerd85. And Justin. I am at Worth of You Movies on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and on Twitter is uh, Worthy View Movie. I also did another written uh, review for Robbie's review. If you want to check it out, it's on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, classic! Oh yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, very good. So <laughs> yeah, nor nor had I, and I'm a huge uh, Spielberg fan, so I. Yeah. Popped in it. Wow, it was, it was pretty tasty. Spot for a Spielberg fan. Yeah, I, I mean, before E.T. is all blind to me. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. Jaws? Well, okay. I mean, can't quote it or anything, but yeah, when I was a kid, I suppose I saw Raiders? it. Never as an adult, though. No, not, a, not as an adult. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're blind. E.T. really hit it for me. <laughs> and then not really many after that. That's a winner. Yeah. All right. Uh, anywho. Yeah, anywho, because uh, actually in an hour I do have another uh, interview with the Creative of Color, so let's go ahead and 
wrap this up. And yeah, and tomorrow I also Ooh. have the Variety Pond. We'll be talking about the SpongeBob Broadway musical, along with uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Airplane. All three movies. I'll make you go, "What the heck? Just am I looking at?" <laughs> uh, no, no, well, I'm really Scott uh, Pilgrim vs. the World is an incredible movie. Yeah, I love yeah. that movie. And Airplane's a classic. It's like the best spoof movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What What about SpongeBob Broadway? Uh, don't know. Much I don't know about what that it. is. Not a big SpongeBob fan, so I haven't even seen any of the yeah, movies. What well, is a SpongeBob? Well, you might. This might turn things around for you. Uh, I have seen the SpongeBob Broadway, and I will talk about it. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, anyway. Great. Yeah, and this will be next week. Yep, this will be uploaded onto SoundCloud.com/slash/PunsPress. Spotify, I gotta check and see if we're approved on there uh, now. I mean, it's been a while, but uh, I'm also back and forth on you know maybe I'm gonna put some of the highlights on a uh, on YouTube. I, I'm thinking like how I'm gonna do because uh, you can record on Zoom meetings, and I thought you know what if I do something like that where I'm uh, putting clips down on uh, YouTube. I think I'm think I'm gonna try that out. I can't really say uh, for sure when I'll have those upload, but when they're upload, they're upload. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and then Facebook slash Pondspress, Instagram slash Pondspress, Twitter at cheesepond 64 uh, Support us on Patreon.com slash Pondspress. And, yeah, uh, yeah, come tier find one, us there. Tier 2, Tier 3, and uh, get yourself some extra Who goodies. Who wants to become a toad? Yeah. I, I you know, I'm doing a... Uh, I'm doing a virtual party tomorrow starting at 6, and I'm going to actually record parts of that. I'm going to put those up uh, on uh, Patreon.com. And we're still going to do the mystery box, too. It's just, uh, you know, being hammered with movies at the afternoon with Justin's schedule. I think the next mystery box will actually be uh, for Mulan, or on the day when we talk about Mulan, because that's going to be the only movie we're going to be talking about that week. At least, the only new movie. Is it... Is it because you're waiting for the sex parody of it? <laughs> oh, Lord. No, 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 no. It, it's something Go else. to Patreon if you guys want to find out what that's all about. Yeah, no, no, no. Instead, it's going to be the Crash Bandicoot sex parody. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, no, no. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be something else fun that we're going to... Dude, that's that's nothing involving that. It was just because you know me. me anyway, until uh, next time, take care. All right, bye guys. Bye. Everybody have a great weekend.